0: That song. It's your boy Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you. Two flights up from the kitchen, just below the roof in my attic. Every single Friday morning, I bring to you philanthropy in focus. I bring to you leaders in nonprofit organizations. I bring to you change makers, people who are making the world a better place. People who realize that there's a need, and they get out in front of it, and they do the research and they bring the resources and they make the change and they make the impact people from all different walks of life get opportunities in front of them and they say you know what there's an opportunity here to create a solution and I'd encourage you look this thing here philanthropy and focus the the radio show podcast it was an idea I had it was an idea that I walked around and told people about for a while and finally in January of 2021 it began and now I think I'm right around 110 episodes, or at least that was, it was like 108, 109, 110, I'm not sure. But I was telling people last night it was 110 because it's a round number when I was out. Last night, shout out to the folks, friends of Karen. Uh, it was the Emerald City. We were in the Emerald City. Now, I don't know if you know this, everybody, but in the sixth grade, in the disability awareness play at the Washington Street School, I was the Tin Man. And it was my first and only theater opportunity which is kind of silly when when I sort of look back I mean I probably should have done a lot more stuff because I am a bit of a performer hello Kerry. good morning Hi. how are you how are you
1: very good
0: Goldberg is here she's gonna be she's with me we'll be together for the next hour I wanted to just bring her in because I saw her getting a little amused by the story I was telling sixth grade play I had no idea I looked back and and I I'm very involved uh in, in nonprofits that are related to and serve individuals and participants with intellectual and developmental disabilities my cousin Linda had special needs and, and Linda passed and uh shout out to the Lindy Lou Foundation um March 26th at Syosset Lanes out here in Long Island you know is the big Lindy Lou classic all that money gets raised goes to nonprofits that are serving the IDD space the IDD community um so it's funny when I try to track things back I didn't realize what I was thinking about this last night back being in the in the emerald city last night i had a green suit probably can only wear it next friday and then it has to go back in the uh back in the closet until you know next friday being you know the feast of saint patrick for those of you who might not be aware but my friend yolanda Rabano gross from options for community living was uh was my friend my buddy my date to the event and i met with all these other nonprofit folks in the room last night really special um and it's just so funny you know we go to these events and and uh, I'm sure wherever you're listening to this podcast, you might go to nonprofit events, and maybe you're often in the same rooms, the same catering facility. But it was great last night because there was green lights everywhere, and they made the room look like a completely different room. And I've been in that room a hundred times, um, you know, at the uh, the Heritage at, on uh, at Beth Page out here in Long Island. And it, it just looked different, and it was very special. Friends of Karen, shout out to Friends of Karen again. They've been on the show um leslie and judy have come on the program and uh the funny thing too carrie i'll tell you this and everyone else listening is yolanda was watching philanthropy in focus while i was interviewing the folks from friends of karen and they mentioned this emerald city thing and she's on facebook checking in with me while we're doing the show and i was like you want to go with me like live and she's like yes and then we didn't remember until about you know a month and a half two months ago what we were going to we knew we had a date on the 9th of march we didn't just couldn't figure it out but leslie shout out to leslie for sending me the invitation in the mail and reminding me i had to wear green so we'll leave that there but i just if you don't know me by now you know let me tell you nonprofits they change our world and i'm on a mission to just consistently have conversations and bring awareness to the work that nonprofits, their leaders their boards, their supporters, and their and and equally as important, their staff and their associates that do the work are doing. And that's my job. That's what a nonprofit sector connector does. Um, so if you Google non, what does a nonprofit sector connector do, you're probably not going to find anything. So uh, hit me up on Instagram, TommyDNYC, and I'll tell you. But th- just one last thing before we get into today's conversation. This is just one anecdotal story that happened earlier this week. I was on location with Long Island, Alzheimer's, and dementia. And we had a meeting I brought in my friends, Katie McGowan and Kerry from over at ForceAbility, and we were just having a strategy meeting. And that's what a connector does. And that's what I'm all about, is how does two plus two equal some number, infinite, some number that is not four, but is much larger than four? That's the mission I'm on kerry gillick goldberg you're on a heck of a mission when it comes to nonprofits. profits what a good segue tommy did. yes it was a good one you're on a mission i've been told that you know you do a lot of the same things that i do constantly connecting finding solutions making your way for nonprofits with nonprofits. profits allison Lafralita, our friend in common made this suggestion that we needed to connect and that you're on the show there is a i want to learn about your background i want folks to understand your connection your your career your connection to the nonprofit, and then we're going to be talking about baby essentials of Long Island and that's where I started to show up at the front just saying things happened challenges are out there and it takes somebody who's got resources and and just the the uh, expertise to make it happen and to create a solution and you've done that certainly with this organization and in other organizations in the past past so first I'd like to say a couple things that is a long introduction let me just say this welcome to the show Welcome to Philanthropy in Focus. Good morning. How are you?
1: Very, very good. Today was um, the breakfast for the Girl Scouts of Suffolk County. So my morning started very early. (laughs) uh, We have our
0: friends, you know, my friend Nyrekia, Nyrekia White, um, our friend Tammy Severino leads that organization. Tammy's been on the program, so um, couldn't be there and in the attic at the same point personally. But I'm glad you were able to find a way to make it happen. So, so how was the event?
1: Oh, so far the part that I was there for is fabulous. And you know, you walk in and you start getting hugs from everybody because they're excited to have seen you. Yeah. You know, after such a. You know a long time yeah. so it really was beautiful not to mention somebody should have said that the swag bag comes with a box of roast cookies and uh, i would have gone every year so it was one of the best swag bags i ever got. i
0: would have made if i knew it was a box of cookies in the mix anybody who doesn't know me i'm kind of a cookie monster and if, uh, if i knew it was cookies in the mix i might have made the trip out there this morning but you know I what i know
1: and i got cinnamon's
0: I got a I, one of my daughters sells the cookies, so I'm, I'm good. And I got, a I got a problem with cookies. That's another thing. I'll have to talk to my nutritionist about that issue that I have. Leave it on the side for now. Let's not talk too much <laughs> about cookies. But what you got? You got Thin Mints? I'm right back to the cookies.
1: Mints. I'm like thrilled to pieces.
0: It's funny. It, when, when, um, um, when Tammy came on the show, um, it was all about more than just cookies. Like that was like our theme, like Girl Scouts Suffolk County, more than just cookies, you know? So, uh, so let's, let's go back though. I want to understand Carrie, why are you at Girl Scouts this morning? Why are you involved in the nonprofit sector? What, what is your background? What drew you to this work? So kind of take us from, from as far back as you want to go.
1: Well, the Girl Scout situation, let's be honest. That's how I became, um, I mean, I can sell ice to an Eskimo and it's all because of my cookie sales background. So we have, um, we have Girl Scouts to thank for that. But, um, you know, when I, I went to college to become, um, an English teacher and a theater teacher. So I loved your story because of course, one of my degrees is in theater. And, um, so you know i love that and i ended up teaching in hollis in hollis queens hollis queens
0: and so yeah so
1: and it LL cool
0: was a- ll cool j is from hollis queens run dmc my uncles and aunts are hollis and queens village people i did not know that we have a hollis connection look at that How
1: see important. see and a dmc um, yeah. we're actually in chats with him to do um
0: an event out here on are, the island are you are, so are, i'll
1: keep my fingers crossed and I'll, I'll invite you when the deal is done
0: i i would ha- be happy to be there and in fact um different but um um the other uh uh ed lover and dr dre not the west coast dr dre but there's another that dr dre he used to be on yo mtv raps Um, Mick Collins, if you're listening, I'm sure now you're very engaged in this conversation. My buddy Mick Collins is a big, big hip hop guy, especially Eminem. But, um, uh, Dr. Dre has lost his vision, he lost his sight, and he found it. Yeah, um, Kelly Ansarini had told me about this that he he lost his sight and he founded a nonprofit organization. So, you know, there's like this whole connection here. Maybe we got to reach out to Dr. Dre and, um, and see what we can do there. But tell me, so Hollis, so you're teaching theater and English in Hollis?
1: Well, I was teaching English, English. in Hollis, um, actually in middle school there. Back then, it was a long time ago. Um, back then, though, sixth grade was in the middle schools, so I taught English. And um, it was such a learning experience. I'm originally from Merrick, Okay. and then I student taught in Jericho. So then going out to Hollis was... Sure. Definitely different, yeah. and it really set the groundwork. I believe for what I do now, um,
0: it really set the groundwork for what you do now. So there's there's, there's something there we gotta we gotta kind of expose there. It set the groundwork. What was it that that you became aware of that you were exposed to that sort of opened your eyes a bit to to what you're doing now?
1: Um, I think it really had to do with need, mm. and learning how to communicate both with students and with their parents. And um, and I really got so much out of it. I really did. Um, but I did it for a short amount of time. I kind of, this is going to sound bad, but I kind of got myself in a bit of a bind with the union because okay. I'm very much the type of person that, if you need extra help, if you need extra time, of course I'm going to give it to you, you know? So, you know, you've got some rowdy kids, some not rowdy kids, you know, you pull out the ones that really need that extra help because you know that they could do, um, do so much more. And then you find out that you're not allowed to be teaching on your lunch break uh, and, and things like that. Yes. And the school didn't have, um, didn't allow for after hours. So it really would kill me that the kids in Merrick and the kids in Jericho would be showered with opportunity and yet the kids in Hollis for it.
0: So, yeah, just let me interrupt one second. So ladies and gentlemen, listen to what my friend is sharing with us right there. This is reality. The I would think the distance from Merrick, Nassau County, Hollis Queens is probably 10 or 11 miles and I'm not looking at a map but I don't even think it's that much um I grew up right on the border of Queens and Nassau County in a town called Franklin Square so a, a, a stone a, what how does they say a stone's throw uh from Queens and in the city of New York so I'm just going to leave that out there and I want everybody to consider that and remember that things are not always equal they're not equitable and we need a lot that we still must do a lot of work because your zip code in often cases determines a lot of what the trajectory of, of your life is going to be and i'm not talking about you know i'm talking about literally miles away you know if you are living Nassau county versus queens and this, this is not i'm not knocking the whole you know city of New York or the board of education but there's just we got work to do gang we got work to do out here in Long Island too so let's not let's not make it that Long Island's got things figured out right Kerry I'm put these are all me exactly my voice not Carrie's voice everybody so, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I I just say what I think a lot of times you know Carrie. so um one last point before we go to a break what else did you just want to share about that just
1: that I really feel that um what i did when i first got out of college really did set me up for this moment in time
0: wow what a great cliffhanger we will be right back this is philanthropy in focus kerry gillick goldberg is here the name of the organization is belly which is such a cute name baby essentials of Long Island. But there's there's much more story than it's simply this organization, although it is making an incredible impact. There's more story to you, what you do. We're gonna find out when we come back. Philanthropy and Focus, right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business
2: owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday.
5: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
6: Nonprofits need connections
4: To move in good directions So cut through all the steps.
0: I don't know if it's just the fact that I had a really cool evening last night going to that event. I don't know if it's just the fact that Kerry is here on the show with me today. Or I don't know if it's just the fact that I'm Tommy D, but I'm extra fired up today. (laughs) Anthropy in Focus is the name of the show. In Focus. Focus, baby. All right. So the name of the organization is Baby Essentials of Long Island. Kerry, please take us back to your story to continue because I know this all draws to... The the experience and then the eventual creation of this particular organization. So please take it away. I will do my best. No, to no listen. I'm going it, on listen-only mode. I will Tommy Diaz now on listen-only mode.
1: <laughs> well, it is a bit of a winding road, so just forgive me with that. But um after I was done teaching, I opted to utilize my theater degree, and I went into the garment center. I was in the garment center, owned a company with my sister for years and then honestly didn't love the commute Yeah. after we bought our house. So that the main line sometimes is a real problem. Yeah. So back then it was challenging. So after owning my business for over 10 years, I, you know, my sister and I parted ways I gave her my half of the business, but I had this idea that I could take what I loved most about working in the Garmin Center, which was working with the magazines, working with um, different media outlets and focus on public relations. And my husband was like, well, you don't have any girlfriends who work outside of the home on Long Island. How are you going to do this? So Lucy Rosen had a group called Women on the Fast Track. She advertised it in Newsday and it was for women who were in business on Long Island. And I was like, all right, you know, my husband's like, you you gotta do this, here's this thing. And I was like, it's five o'clock in the afternoon, that's like half a work day, how am I gonna get out at five? I I was like, all right, all right, I'll try this networking thing. So I went, I met Lucy and I met Karen DeLago. Karen DeLago happens to be a very well-known restaurant designer here on Long Island. But what's important about her is that she's the mom of Kayla Barnowski. Kayla and her girlfriends watched an episode of Oprah. And they saw children who were enslaved in Ghana, Africa. And they realized that they could rescue a child for $4,800. So they made, you know, those little camp bracelets, the woven ones,
0: yeah, yeah. With the, oh, you like,
1: the strings. you put the, Yes. The so together. they decided to do that and stick a little bead on it and sell them to raise money. Okay. So the mom was like, hey, can you make t-shirts for me? This and that. I was sure. We went out to lunch and she showed me this logo that was um, a mathematical equation. The one is greater than none. And I looked at that and I was like, you know what? That would look fabulous on clothes. Hmm. It really would. And so I, this is going to sound a little corny, but I put it out to the universe that if somebody wanted me to take over their East Coast um, sales of their garment company, I would do it as long as the girls got a licensing deal. No joke. Three days later, the phone, the phone rings. It's a gentleman calling from Toronto. And he said, I've been asking everybody at shul who I should hire in New York. And, you know, and I'm thinking it's awfully funny, this Irish Catholic, you know, girl's name comes up all these times in shul. So they decided to fly down to New York to meet me. And the girls in the end got an arrangement that you would never be able to get now i mean, never.
0: Now, how, it was
1: 20%.
0: They're teenagers or they're younger than that. Are they like what tweens? Like 13. Like 13 year old girls.
1: Yeah, tweens. Cool. Tweens are really hungry yeah. for nonprofit work and feeling figuring out how they how their life works in the universe. Oh so I love tweens.
0: This is such a great story. I didn't know anything about this story. This is a great story. Oh, well,
1: I I love the, the girls. And obviously now they 're older they're they graduated college they did right. whatever, but back to the story, what I did was um, we got this twenty percent deal twenty percent of the wholesale price, which you have to realize if you were ever involved in the garment Center everything 's based on profit and profit can be manipulated so I never wanted to do a deal based on you know on the, whatever the profit was well, I did it on the net. So they literally every time I sold a t-shirt for $10, you know, $2 would go into the pot for the girls. In the end, we rescued 48 children. The line hung next to Juicy in blo- every Bloomingdale's in the United States. Oh my. Tons of boutiques, everything else. It, it the girls are literally taught about there are lesson plans and they're taught about um in south korea and the girls won they were like um named the most philanthropic teens in the united states you know x number of years ago
0: this is a story so let me just understand if i heard you correctly first of all thank you first of all i'm grateful for these young women wherever you are i mean no big deal no big deal just changing the whole freaking world i mean are you saying that there's like a case study that they're, that's what they teach you, what you mentioned Korea. Yes. like this what what these young ladies accomplished is now like taught as you know it's in,
1: taught so that <laughs> other teens can follow in their footsteps and this was about 10 years ago if not you know 10 or 11 years ago one of the girls um angelica she which her name is so appropriate she is actually down on the border work as an attorney working with um immigration
0: of course she is, right? I mean, yeah. of course she is. you know, you start it, doing Every services.
1: girl, every girl has their own special niche and honestly, I felt so blessed to have met the mother, to have met the daughters and the girls actually there's um, highlights of them that were in Teen Vogue they were on, you know ABC, they were on The Today Show, Oprah knew about them. Actually, the only reason why they weren't on with Oprah was because Lisa Ling's sister got taken by North Korea the day that the girls were supposed to be on. So anyway, that's how I got started in the nonprofit. So
0: you weren't weren't even necessarily looking for it. The opportunity gets brought to you and you, based on your connections and relationships, are able to say, hey, here's how I can add value. And then, you know, being exposed to it, you go, oh, wow. There's this whole part of the world. It's
1: beautiful. It's beautiful. And we're actually friendly. There's a gentleman named Eric Pazza who works with the United Nations, and he lives over in Ghana, Africa, and he's the one who actually rescued all the children. He would physically go in and rescue the children. We're friends with him. We actually, my whole life is very um, incestuous a little bit, but we actually had the Amistad, the boat, at the Oyster Festival a few years ago, maybe five years ago, and I brought in um, Eric Pazza, to actually talk to the people were, that were at the event about slavery back then and current day slavery now, so that people could see the connection because most people are unaware. But that I need to say that those teenagers are the ones who opened my eyes and gave me the opportunities that I have in the nonprofit world.
0: So listen, folks. I don't care if you're. 93 43 or 13 or for that matter i mean you know i think of ray moeller at little saint nick out here in long island uh you know he's a kid he was seven or eight years old when he said he wanted to start his foundation to help uh children um i don't care how young you are or how old you are if you have an idea and you want to make a change you want to make an impact just do it just lean in and do it and make something happen and make the world a better place man we're only here for a short time you know, I say that all the time. I got 50 years left, but I don't know how many you all have left. So we're only here for a short time. It's a blink of an eye. What legacy are you going to leave? How are you going to make the world a better place? Carrie, you're making the world a better place, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate that that these young ladies exposed you to this. So where where do we go next? What happens? So what do you start to do in nonprofit at that point?
1: Well, after you know X number of years, after we had saved 48 kids, you know the parents really wanted the their daughters to be focused on going to college and all sorts of different things. So they decided to close down when this is greater than none, but it had opened my eyes to all these possibilities. And um, by then I was already on Long Island. I was already meeting lots of other people in the nonprofit sector. And um and I still knew that my favorite thing to do was public relations. So technically, you no, know, people are always like, well, what do you actually do for a living? <laughs> so I actually own a PR firm. Yeah. And thank goodness for that, because that is what helps um me be able to be philanthropic. So um I wanna say, oh, no, 10 years ago, um Ernie Canadeo, who owns the EGC group, he's an amazing man. I met him through the Oyster Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up introducing me to the Albanese organization, who's the master developer of Wine Edge and Wine Edge Rising. So, if you haven't had an opportunity to drive along Straight Path and see the amazing transformation that's been happening within that community, that's my, I am the. Um, Director of Communications and Programming for the Wine Dance Plaza Association. But there again, I feel like all my work in Hollis Hmm. made it where somebody felt that I had a background where I could do good Mm -hmm. in Wine Dance. Even though I'm from Merrick, so well, let's you know?
0: give, well, let's just give people Wine Dance for a second, because you know those folks who might not understand the geography. Wine Dance, a lower income, lower socioeconomic community, traditionally here in Long Island, right? I mean, can can you define it better
1: than that? No, no, and uh, but with a, there are so many residents in Wine dance who are so good. They just needed, they needed better places to live. They needed an investment in their community. They needed an investment in their, you know, the train line. Yeah. So I'll be honest with you. I love, I mean, I can't say enough about the work, um, I've been exposed to and been able to assist with in, um, in wine Dance. So I consider myself like just a vessel. Tell me what you need let me see if i can if if i don't know how to do it i'll get someone who knows how to do it you know so again it it
0: takes that see this is the thing and i and i heard my own words while i was saying that and i felt like it almost sounded judgmental what i was saying about these communities but it's not that i think these communities are underserved i think this is really what it what the when i say that these communities might be lower income or it's a result of the investment not being done in certain parts of our island it's the it's certainly in in parts of our country um you know I, i mean i made the call before about you know hollis and the city versus long island but there are plenty of schools you know on long island that don't have a library and shout out to the book fairies my friends. yes them, the book fairies, amy- we work
1: with them in yeah, my of course
0: right it makes sense you know so amy zaslansky and her vision and certainly uh, under the leadership of, of eileen minogue who here on long island is uh, what do you say just an ultimate leader in the nonprofit sector uh and you know it takes that investment in community you know so um from a judgment perspective i think it's just about you know when we see something, of, see something that we can make an impact and improve, let's do that. And that's what I think is going on in Wyandanche. I think, I believe, um, is Patchog similar? I think Patchog is a, is there going Pat to- a
1: couple years ahead of, um, the curve when it comes to Dance. They were the perfect example. The, yeah. um, yeah, Patchog's beautiful. And yeah. we're, and we're like, Four years behind or five okay. years behind but that's a great and, roadmap um,
0: that has been set out as well right a roadmap from passage oh that. my
1: goodness yes and then of course with the investment that they've done it, with wine dance rising i mean yep. the planning what made makes wine dance unique is that it was something that was done by the community hmm. there was community buy-in um steep actually was the um the person who really helps spearhead it and everybody else has kind of followed suit and the the work that's gone into the community is just gorgeous
0: i, I so a couple of things i want to ask you and we got to, do have to go to break in a sec but when we come back i i'd love to go on a tour with you and see the community and maybe do some video and stuff like that because i think it helps tell us story. Oh. Really, um, if you're up for it you talk pr Would love it would you- love
1: it you're more than welcome
0: love it um because that would be cool for me and uh, and i think it'd be cool to tell stories i think isn't that what pr is anyway storytelling you know that's what my friend mj don't me like last week she was like you know tommy d um it's i'm a storyteller and i i'm i guess i'm in pr then carrie because i'm a storyteller yes too. you are <laughs> <laughs> i i didn't realize so all right so when we come back you we're at the point where wine Wyand, director of communications we're talking about um the, you know, it's called wine rising right i'm getting that yes. right wind rising and And we're gonna get this to to come to the we're gonna talk about baby essentials of Long Island and the impact that that you're making there too. So we have yeah, a, a, it comes
1: full circle.
0: It's coming full circle. it's coming full circle. We'll be right back philanthropy and focus Carrie and Tommy in the attic.
5: Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? At www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
6: Nonprofits
4: need connections to move in good directions. So come through all the static. Join Tommy.
0: The long and winding road of Carrie's story. I told you 23 was the year that your boy was going to become a crooner, everybody. So if you're not digging it, change the channel. What could I tell you? I'm going to sing for you. All right. Shout out to Amy Fleischer. Shout out to Mick Collins. Checking in on Facebook. Amy says, Amy says... Amy says, Tommy, would love an introduction for our newborn welcome fund baby boxes. That's Amy Fleischer, Carrie, my friend, who is the development officer over at Harmony Healthcare formerly. uh,
1: Oh, Heather and I were just speaking about her. Heather and you were. I would love to be
0: connected. Of course you were. So because Heather and you are connected, and we'll get into that story if we don't run out of show before we get there. (laughs) But but that's that makes sense. So Heather, um, was on the show a bunch of months ago and Amy was watching on Facebook and Amy was like I need to meet Heather so I was like cool so we met and that's how that happened and she hooked them up with diapers for uh, a recent event at the Elmont uh, Elmont Memorial High School my old district where I grew Fabulous. up yeah and it was just really great health fair anyway let's get back to the story because we are going to run out of time before <laughs> we know it so get me back on the long and winding road let's take it so so where were we We're in wine dance
1: we're in wine dance so I'm learning you know about need again and how i can help so my whole thing is yes i can you know i have i can work in the community i can put together arts and cultural events that's what i do it's great but my heart is saying that there are some families with abject need mm-hmm. so obviously we work with the resource center in Windant and a couple of uh, and um the Gerald Ryan Outreach Center and a bunch of other organizations to help families. And one of the other things that happens is along this time, I had the allied um, Allied physicians group became a client and uh, meaning,
0: just to interrupt, meaning you were doing PR for them, right? As I was
1: doing PR and marketing for,
0: for the, physicians group, for the a, physicians
1: group, which is a physician's group, which
0: Practices and they decided,
1: the yes, to yep. start a foundation. So I was there at the founding of the foundation. And since then, obviously, Heather has done a spectacular
3: job suppose, you, on everything.
0: Just for some context, let me give you, for for those of you who may not be a fan of philanthropy and focus, and I just don't understand that, but let's just say you didn't know, you didn't know Tommy D. Heather Edwards is a friend of ours. She was on a panel discussion I did on Friday at the Viscardi School. God, I'm such a name dropper. Um, Over at Viscardi at the Viscardi Center, and Heather is the executive director of the Ally Foundation. Millions of diapers have gone into the hands of families in need. Um, as well as period supplies, because you may not know, but that is actually a major need for women and young girls um, uh, that just don't have access to resources. So that's a whole nother thing. So Allied Allied uh, Physicians Group realizes why are these babies coming in with rashes and and they, and
1: UTIs?
0: Okay, UTIs, and they're asking what What's going on? What you know? What are you doing? And the parents say well, often I have to leave the child in the same diaper, a soiled diaper, because I don't have money to buy another diaper. Right, Carrie? So that was the, the yes. kind of catalyst that formed that organization. That is, the,
5: and, right.
1: and honestly, the doctors wanted to um, fix whatever problems they could fix. And that's how they started the Allied Foundation. So let's take it the next couple of years. Um, COVID hits.
4: Mm.
0: Okay,
1: I'm on Plainview mom's Facebook page and a couple of the other mom's Facebook pages and their husbands all keep their job. My husband kept his job. I kept my job, but everybody starts firing their housekeepers, Mm -hmm. their childcare providers. They're firing anybody that they, you know, that they're too afraid to have in the home.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: But what that does is that you take that segment of the population who. Has a cash income mm-hmm. and you've taken away anything that they had for their family. Mm. So they can't go and get money, you know, unemployment from the government and things like that. They all of a sudden have nothing. So here I am. I'm like, oh my god, they don't they don't have diapers, they don't have wipes, they don't have formula. you know, I don't want you know babies starving. Because their parent doesn't have enough money, so that's why, and then also because they don't have money, most of the truly, truly um in need don't have cars, so there's no way to avail yourself of other services. So, right, hold
0: on, hold on, let's just I gotta pause you. Let's say <laughs> that's okay, let's set this up first of all. Freaking COVID, I mean, God, I, I talk about the ripple effect in such a positive way, but when you think of what that that it, certainly the initial, you know, the early 2020 right where we were all scared and hunkered down for those of us who could be hunkered down, you know, again, the essential workers shout out I was talking to a woman just this week who runs a nonprofit organization around uh, equal pay and support for uh, home health care workers, you know. Oh. Right. Home health care workers were essential workers, nurses and doctors, police, firemen. Obviously, we appreciate all the work everybody did, specifically the nurses. I just, you know, I mean, it, remember everybody outside like banging pans at seven o'clock yeah. and stuff like that with the nurses, you know. Um, but to to just think of how far the ripples went and, and the things that people witnessed, like you saw this. You go, oh, my God, there's a whole community of people now that are not getting what they need. And now, hold on. They can't drive somewhere to pick things up. Is I think where you were going. Yes. So, so okay, cool. All right, I get it. I can get the diapers. I can get wipes. I got them here. But now, what happens? People. Well, now
1: I have to be able to deliver them. Wow. So I started hiring people to make deliveries. Literally, you know, kids that were coming home from college, this and that, uh, people, kids that needed um, community service hours. Their parents would drive, they would drop them off. And this went on for about two years. And then, thank the Lord, I met um, Adam Haber, who has a company called Trellis. <laughs> and he does short term, like short distance deliveries. So every week, we set up our little system. And every week, his people go out and make deliveries for us. So we deliver anywhere well probably about 50 families a week
0: still like at now or in the beginning of when you were doing
1: oh no i mean even now especially with the way yeah Yeah. it's scary it's 50 60 70 families a week
0: all right so let's let's take a pause first of all i met adam um Is his last name right yes i met him at the queen's chamber of commerce uh at a holiday event where i was wearing a red velvet jacket because I, <laughs> I do but um i, I had, and i never knew him before and we just kind of it was a you know it's almost like you know we're standing talking business card but he's mine he's yours bah, bah, that sort of thing and then you know never really had a chance to connect with him again until i heard you tell me about him at the long island children's museum maybe a month ago when we were there with the nonprofit resource hub if you don't know what nonprofit resource hub is go to nonprofitresourcehub.org or uh you know send me a message tommy d at philanthropy and P- is p-h-o-c-u-s and i'll get you sorted out because we are really connected in the sector uh so i had met adam and i and i didn't, don't really know him but to know now that he's done this work with you tells me I need to know this man because he's obviously he's a businessman but he's giving back and he's involved I know you said you pay him but I'm assuming just he's involved oh, he
1: does very right by us
0: I would I, I can't assume. say
1: enough good things yeah. about him and about his team
0: love it shout out the name of his company and Trellis 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 okay cool and Add-
1: it's all local delivery
0: all local delivery love it all right so so now we actually got we have to go to one more quick break Um, And then we're back and then we're going to finish the show. When we come back, I want you to tell us more about the stories, what the delivery is like each week, what folks are getting, how it all works logistically. And then I want you to share with me. And by the way, I shared this stuff on Facebook, everybody. But if you're finding this somewhere else, the website is babyessentialsofli.org, babyessentials of li.org. And they have a very big presence on Facebook. On Facebook, it's babyessentials li. I shared this stuff on Facebook, but if you're not listening on Facebook, that's where you'll find Kerry and the organization. We're going to go to a quick break. Kerry, when we come back, just like let's bring it back and let's talk about what, like I say, the logistics, what it look, the look okay. and feel, and ultimately, who do you need to meet? How can we help? And I know we need checks, but other than checks, what else do we need for this organization? Sounds good?
1: Yes, thank you.
0: We're going to a break. Right back. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the Nonprofit Sector Connector, coming at you from my attic.
5: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need
4: connections to move in good time.
0: about being tommy D is sometimes ideas come into your head and you just say them so here's one for you i'm standing here and i'm going i was I remember talking to my friend yolanda robano gross last night who was uh very involved in theater we ran into these people who are marist grads and she's a marist grad so i started talking about theater up in marist and i was telling you all that i was in the sixth grade play and i was a tin man oil can that was how i tried out that was my audition and i got the role I think we should do a play <laughs> that's what i was going to tell you carrie i think we should do a play i think we should do a play i don't know how i'm sure there's plenty of theater groups i could probably just go do that but what if we just did a play um you, anyway i will just leave that out there for you all you you tell me if we should do a play i don't know what it's about it could be the long and winding road of <laughs> of Carrie gillard Goldberg. i don't know it could just be it could be the uh the the it could be the wizard of oz I don't know. Let's try something. We'll be back on that. Maybe we raise some money for some organization doing it. I think it would be fun. Um, It's, I am a performer, Carrie. That's just what it is. I'm, I'm, we've, naturally.
1: We've, yes. Naturally,
0: yes. That's what it is. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. All right. I want to know about the, what happens each day and how, okay. and how you know who you're going to be serving and, and what it looks like. What is the organization actually? No problem.
1: Please. We are fortunate that we work with an organization called Help Me Grow. Now Help Me Grow is, I, I don't want to use the word partner, but we, we partner with them on diaper delivery. So what happens is they are a part, I don't know if you're familiar with the United Way's 211 number, if you don't know about it, you should.
0: No, I was thinking about the one, I was out at the United Way interviewing them for the Long Island Imagine Awards and they were talking, I was thinking more about their warmth number. There's like a phone number. like That's before.
1: Project Warmth, yes. And they have a number that's 211. It's like a non-emergency emergency number. Okay. And if you have a child under five, you want to be connected with Help Me Grow and they happen to be option seven on um this 211 call number. Yeah. And what happens is there's actually a real person that calls you back and they become your case manager okay. as long as you have a child five and under. And they'll help you get if you have issues with electric, gas, you name it. But if you have a need, if you need clothing for the baby, if you need um you know, a bassinet, you need diapers, primarily diapers, wipes, you need formula, you tell them what you need and they are in charge of my delivery list.
0: So I'm looking at them right now. Tell me if this is the right one, helpmegrow.org. That's the website.
1: That might be the major the, the main one for the country, okay. but there's a Help Me Grow Long Island. Okay, cool. And you access it on the phone with the 211. the you
0: call the United Way. So you call United Way. No, you
1: call 211.
0: Just literally on my phone, I pick up, I dial 211. Yeah,
1: Calling nine one one. Calling nine one one.
0: That's going to take me to United Way, and then I choose option seven. You know, and then I t- I explain that I have certain needs, and there then they'll help me get what I access exactly.
1: To. They'll connect you with whoever you need connecting, as Love long it. as your child is five and under. And I'm the one that they connect with for diaper delivery.
0: Got it. Awesome.
1: Okay. And cool. they actually manage my, you know. Um, google file that has all the deliveries and then so what happens is every day new deliveries come in but people also send me messages through facebook Mm -hmm. and some people once they get my phone number they end up um, texting me their needs as well i send all that information to carmen who is who works about 15 hours a week for belly she takes that information she bundles everything up and then she call she uploads everything to Trellis or to ACDS, which is one of the local nonprofits that has um, young adults with um
0: Intellectual development. syndrome. Oh with downs, Ma- mainly downs. But with,
1: mainly with downs. Yeah. And then they will do local deliveries and they it's lovely. I know, it's great. I it's like I beautiful.
0: This is the whole thing for me you know i mean so you're taking you have people in need you're you have a strategic partnership with another nonprofit, profit right the united way is involved then you have a strategic partnership with uh with andrew haber and his business okay a for-profit business that's doing work in, in tandem with the nonprofit. then you have another strategic relationship with these young people Um, who've probably aged out of the school system and this is part of their give back and their community service and gives them value in their day by making an impact not dissimilar from what uh, Eileen and, and the team and Sherry yes. over at, at Book Fairies do, where they work with I don't know, I want to say like sixty different nonprofits. I
1: know they. Eileen was telling me the number was huge.
0: It's crazy, and and same serving. I don't want to say same, but similar population of, of young adults that are <laughs> that are picking up books all around New York and bringing books to. I mean, this is it, man. Like this is all like if we could just do this all day. Like if this was, Oh my like, God, that man, would I be of You've kind of figured it out. I'm in the process of figuring that out to just spend all my time or as much of my time, you know, my business time in this world. Cause this is what's right. This is where we should be making an impact. How can people get more involved? Do you need volunteers? Do you need I mean it sounds like delivery is all sorted out, you know, the, the logistics is sorted out. So How can people get involved and or help? Or do you have an event coming up? Like, tell us about that.
1: Okay, as far as events, um, the town of Babylon's clerk, the town clerk, um, she is collecting items for me. She's collecting diapers, wipes, clothing, you name it, anything for a baby. Um, So those can all be delivered either to town hall with Babylon Babylon or... Um, Assemblywoman Kimberly Jean Pierre's office, and wow. they're doing the collection now.
0: Can we, can we direct anybody there? Is there like a, a flyer or something we can share out? Like, yeah, so-
1: we can share. I'll get the flyer for Send you. It to me and and then um, we'll get it
0: back out on, on social media and things.
1: And they can always also, Kimberly Jean Pierre's office is very, very um, active with us. And she was honestly one of the best people I've ever met, and I met her through my work in Wine
0: I love it. I found her website so New York Assembly dash New York Assembly dot gov slash mem m e m slash Kimberly dash Jean J e a n dash Pierre. But I will share this on Facebook, so those of you who are connected to what we're doing on Facebook will see that. Thank you, Kimberly, Thank you. your service, Kimberly, because if you're listening, we appreciate what you're doing. You know, sometimes Tommy D is a bit cranky, uh but when I hear how. Government is incredibly involved with the work that we're doing as nonprofits. Makes me less cranky.
1: <laughs> well, I want you to know that the assembly was very generous, and they actually gave us um, a reimbursable grant.
0: I love it. I love to hear these. So things.
1: that is the collection that's happening now. We also do collections if, say, your child is now six years old, your house is exploding with, you know, almost new well cared for items we will actually do a pickup Mm -hmm. we will launder everything and then we distribute it out to the public
0: clothing now right
1: we do clothing we do one of the big things is um the bassinets because babies need a safe place to sleep um because honestly last year in central Islip, a family um the baby died because the baby was sleeping in a drawer and the cabinet fellow and the you know the dresser fell over, so we do try. If someone has a need, you know, honestly, if someone really has a need, I'm going to buy, buy, baby, or right. I'm going to Target and I'm buying it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I get it, and I know. I I hear you. I feel you, and I I,
1: I know. Yeah. And the, and honestly, the funds that um I earn in Wine Dance, you know, this is going to sound weird, but you know, my husband and I were like, we didn't really want to make money. On working in Wine yeah. so the monies that I get for working Wine Dance, we put back in the community and back in the nonprofit, and just back in Wine and it gives me, um, you know, an allotment of funds that I have at my disposal to put back in. You know, I, I, look, I'm very blessed. The mortgage is paid. Yeah. You know, yeah. the husband has a good job,
0: yeah. and
1: he doesn't mind um, the nonprofit work.
0: Well, I, shout out to him. I appreciate him because he he as a partner gets you to do this stuff that, you know, and that's what we need. We need partners, we need teammates to help us get things done. So I appreciate that. Um so the town of Babylon, really they can just go to town hall, town
1: hall and do a drop off.
0: Right, or assembly uh, assembly member Kimley Jean Pierre, you can Yes.
1: And then they can reach out to us to do a pickup.
0: How do they do that?
1: Um on our website, they can t- there's a number they can text. There's also an email address that they can email. So it's info at babyessentialsofli.org.
0: Perfect. All right.
1: Oh, Here's, and then there's more.
0: Well, I to there's an Amazon link. What's the Amazon link? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanted to tell me about that. Tell us that
1: quick. That, I s- did send it to you if we could put that. Um, I will put it
0: out on Facebook.
1: That would be fabulous because yeah. that's amazing. And it literally just comes to me.
0: What does that mean? You like people can buy product at Amazon? They can
1: buy product. We say thank you. And it gets delivered to, um, to actually to my home.
0: I'm putting that in the chat on Facebook. If you're checking out the, if you're listening and you want to find this all later on go to philanthropy and focus on Facebook, you will find all this last thing I got to do. And then we actually got to get out of here. We're over time. But what I want to say is backyard players and friends. I visited with them in Rockville center just last week um and they too they have this place called love by nana where all these individuals with intellectual developmental disabilities will come there and people will they send their gently used baby clothes and they have a bunch of washers and dryers oh my god kerry we got to go there together back oh. to and friends shout out to ellen white you know shout out to mike durney who who made that connection and my aunt ellen founder of the Lindy Lou Foundation, volunteers there. We got to leave it there. The show is philanthropy and focused. Kerry, I appreciate your friendship. Steve Fry is up next. Stay here on talkradio.nyc. And always make it a great day. I'll see you later. Bye.